Bring Back Soul Music podcast, the only podcast devoted to making soul music relevant again. Let's get started with your host, Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. My guest today is a talented singer-songwriter from Toronto, Canada. His name is Tafar I. Anthony. Mr. Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Great, great. Thanks for joining the podcast. My pleasure. So I got some information from your, your team, and um, I really like your song, your current song called Centerfold. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> I think people will enjoy that. But before we do, I'd like to get a little bit more information on your background. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I grew up in Toronto, Canada, which uh, a lot of people are not usually from Toronto. Um, and I've been singing since I was honestly so young. Both my parents are both in music, so it was always around. Um, but I feel like it wasn't really until I went to college and kind of stopped doing music for, for a few years that I kind of like really found my voice in music. And yeah, so since then, I've just been, you know, writing things and putting out a couple of different EPs. Took another break and then now we're back with Centerfold and has some more things and yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned that your parents were in uh, music. What do they do? Uh, my mom is a singer. So she kind of got like a Mariah Carey, Whitney-esque kind of vibe. I know those are big names. <laughs> and then uh, my dad is a dub poet. Uh, so it's just like poetry to, uh, to write music. Okay. Okay. So I guess that helps having parents who are in the business can kind of lead you down the right path. It does, but it's it's a funny thing when like you grow up in a situation like that where it is very encouraged because I find obviously that's a it's a great thing to be encouraged to do something that you love, but it can also become a thing where it feels like I'm just kind of living out their dream. So even though I was good, at, I was obviously good at music, and that's why they were pushing me. It's like growing up with it being so accessible, I almost took it for granted, maybe, you know? So it's like, almost like you have to kind of like get rid of that for a second to really fall in love with it for yourself. Okay, and um, so you are you are committed and dedicated and in love with music. Listen, I have no other choice now. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, like I said, we're gonna talk about Centerfold, but what did you do before that? I know um, you were speaking earlier before we started recording that um, you took a break for a while and uh, you take a break maybe a couple of times, I guess. Um, yeah, well, so because I was doing it when I was so young, like I had a full album out when I was uh, 19 okay. that I recorded like throughout high school. Um, the vibe was very different, but it, it was a picture of what was happening at the time. Then I went to college, after college, um, I started back, but I was mostly doing like musicals and things like that. Just kind of making money doing music, which was great. And then I just had a moment of realizing that even though I was I was performing all the time and whatnot, I wasn't actually writing music. And I realized that that's where my passion was lying. So I just made a conscious effort to get back into actually writing and recording and putting stuff out. So 
Uh, since making that decision, I put out two EPs between 2017 and, sorry, 2016, 2017. And then I took like maybe two years off to just focus on writing again, live life a little bit so I can just come up with some new stuff. And yeah, so now we're back to the process of putting things out. Okay. Yeah. And I read your profile and you, it seems like you seem to write about love and relationships, uh, which is kind of the... Who were some of your influences, uh, maybe besides your parents, but who were some of your influences? Um, in uh, growing up, I always loved artists like, like Prince, uh, Brandy is like a huge influence of mine, like John Legend, people like that, just because I find they're all like very different art artists, obviously, but they all kind of managed to like do what they do in whatever genre they're doing. So like someone like Prince, for example, is a, is a good person because like Prince can do anything, right? But like no matter if he's doing a rock song today or a country song tomorrow or a straight up R&B tune, like you always know it's Prince, but it still has that flavor of whatever genre it is. So I really respect artists like that just because I'm just, I'm into so much different stuff and I find myself like inspired by different genres that it's kind of, um, it's exciting to kind of see how you can put your own sound into those spaces. Okay. And yeah. do you, um, I know Centerfold is more up-tempo R&B, I think. Uh -huh. Do you, um, do you have other songs that are probably maybe more pop or, uh, you know, maybe um, free rock? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the, my first EP was definitely way more experimental. Uh, it had a lot more like live rock kind of drumming on it. Um, and then the stuff I'm doing now is definitely more like soul pop leaning. Not for any like specific reason, it's just kind of what my heart has been doing the last couple of years. So I'm just kind of going with the flow and you know, when that switches, it'll switch and we'll try something else. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, uh, do you have uh, siblings who are in the music business too, or just you? Or? Uh, I have siblings, but not in the business. Oh, okay. They're, they're smarter than I. <laughs> okay. Who have you um, who have you worked with? I know Canada is pretty hot right now in terms of R and B, but yeah, some of the artists that you've collaborated with. Um, so I've I've done a lot of backup vocals for like local artists around town. Um, so I've sang with people like Jarvis Church, who was in the Philosopher Kings. Um, I'm in a couple different bands. My friend Stacey Kay, she's like a pop singer. She was on America's Got Talent. Um, well, I've worked with like, I've been within the Drake camp people at points throughout my career, but you know, I took my breaks, everything popped off, but it's okay. Um, yeah, I've been with like people in Toronto called Socrates, so like a really great MC, all kinds of people, yeah. Okay, I know Drake is probably one of the hottest things going right now. Drake is the hottest thing, yeah. I remember what, like, because when I, he was in one of my sessions once, and it was before he was like Drake Drake. So my mom was there, she was freaking out. He was just the guy from the grassy, that's what we all knew. But, and she was just going nuts. I was like, listen, it's just the guy from the grassy. Calm down. And then, like, literally two months later, he just popped off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, let's talk about Centerfold. Mm -hmm. um, now I read the um, the notes that your people sent me, and let me. Uh, I don't want to misquote you. <laughs> let me. Uh, and I'm going to uh, excuse the profanity, but I mean, um, you, you can bleep it out. I don't know. Okay. Do as you choose. All right. 
Uh, let me find it here. Uh, well, let me just say this. It was about a relationship gone bad. Basically, more or less, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, talk about that a little bit. I'm, I, obviously, uh, you put your feelings into your music. Yeah. Um, but if you don't... Um, listen to the lyrics you just kind of want to dance to it and that's kind of what i like to do you know like it's got to obviously feel good if it doesn't feel good no one's gonna listen to it right and then my thing is kind of getting that message in there as well so um obviously having like the more aggressive kind of beat and it's just like it's danceable it feels really cute but if you really listen to the lyrics it's not very cute um yeah it was just a situation that was just not very good and at the time when I was writing it, I just felt like, one, it was kind of scary to get that personal because I think up to this point, I have been like personal enough in my music, but it's always been in a way that's a bit more cryptic maybe, and not so like right in your face. And so I've been trying to just be more honest and more open as far as I possibly can. And I think this is <laughs> a pretty good example of that. Um, yeah, and it was just—it was more of a matter of just like showcasing that that side of me and just like being as open as possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, from a um, maybe selfish point of view, mm -hmm. probably want to go through that a little bit more because Centerfold, <laughs> Centerfold is a great song. <laughs> Not that I wish bad relationships on anybody. But... No, but I mean, that's usually what happens, right? Usually, it's like it takes a shitty situation to get that kind of inspiration. For whatever reason, I find writing those kind of songs, not to say that writing songs is easy, but writing more breakup songs or songs when you're more hurt, they can be easier to do because those emotions, I feel like those live in us a lot heavier than happy emotions where like we can be happy, but to express that happiness through music or whatever can often be harder to do for whatever reason. Okay. And, um... So this uh, experience you had when you were writing uh, Centerfold, mm -hmm. how long did it take you to get over that? Um, once you got into the studio, it was... Uh, uh, you know what's funny? So, I mean, the situation, I think the situation happened in, it was probably 2016, 2017, the situation happened. And, you know, like, oftentimes we go through things and then we think that we're over it and, like, it's not on our minds anymore. And I got into the studio in, again, the studio was in 2019. And for whatever reason, it just like popped up. I was like, okay, I guess I'm not over this. <laughs> but I had it up until that point, I hadn't really written about it or spoken about it in a while, but you know? So yeah, it's like things happen to us and they can fade away, but it's like, unless you actually deal with it, it is still kind of lingering there, obviously. And there was a lot of resentment there still. So it's out now. So I feel like, no, I'm not worried about it. I don't really think about it much more. Aside from, I'm going to, you know, tell you about the story, but, you know, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, uh, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but okay. the person on the other end, that, yeah. do they know that Centerfold is about them and your relationship? Uh, I mean, I didn't personally tell them, but I feel, again, I feel like it's honest and obvious enough that they should know. Okay. <laughs> and I don't feel any ways about it. I agree. Okay. If you want to ask me that, I don't feel any ways about it. Okay. Uh, 
yeah, I think, you know, I don't think, I don't think it like slanders anyone's name too much or anything. It's just, this is what the situation was. And I also like these kind of things I have spoken to him about already. So it's not like it being used that I was feeling this way. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to pry anymore. I mean, that's... I mean, you can do what you want. It's your show. (laughs) (laughs) Now, usually when people write about breakups, and it's usually kind of a, you know, slow, Uh dramatic song. What made you want to make it more up-tempo? The the situation was just not that. (laughs) (laughs) The situation called for something that was a bit more aggressive. Uh, I don't know that I... I didn't sit down in the studio just to be like, you know, it has to be up-tempo. It's just we just went with the flow. I came into the session, I didn't have any pretense of what this day was going to be. It's just like, let's just, it was like four of us in a room. We had none of us had ever met before and we just kind of vibed it out. So I kind of played them some things that I was, I was listening to at the time that I liked and it was mostly more up-tempo kind of stuff. And then once they started laying down the chords, like we just got the vibe and I think having like the aggressive drums just brought out the, the nature of that situation a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how has it uh, been received? Um, um, has it been, well, let me ask you, um, um, you're from Toronto. Yeah. How has it been received well in, in Canada, but also um, has it been exposed to the, uh, the U.S. market? Yeah, so uh, we actually got a premiere for it from Paper Magazine, which was huge. Uh, when a PR lady told me that, I thought she was pulling some kind of prank on me. Um, so that was like, it was a good luck. Uh, everyone, all my friends think I'm famous now, which is just definitely not the case, but you know, we're working on it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's been received really well. I was, I was scared to put it out because it is very different from what I was doing before. And obviously I have a fan base from my first two EPs that definitely had more of a, like, the more of an organic feel to it. Um, and this one, obviously, is definitely more electronic. It's more upbeat compared to what I was doing before. It's definitely more slow. So I was definitely scared to put it out and just see what people would think. But the response has been really, really, really great. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I, I, uh, I can't wait to play it. So I guess we maybe tease the audience a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into Centerfold. This is Tafar I, Anthony with Centerfold. Enjoy. All right. In the corner of my apartment, there's a cardboard box. Has all your stuff in there you want and you can pick it up. Don't want to hear what kind of sorry you are. I'm getting tired of all the texting and the damn phone calls. Who even calls no more? Take me for some bitchin' cuffs 
our episode after this message. Swag at shop.bringbacksoulmusic.com Now, back to our conversation. And we're back. Tafari, uh, man. Uh, great song. <laughs> great song. It's funny when um, your folks sent it to me, I just kept playing it. I was like, yeah. okay, this is different. You know, and so uh, I think the whole thing just works. So I'm sure that people are going to uh, to to enjoy it just as so much as I do. Thank you. So let me ask you. Um, now that's the single. Are you putting out a um, an album behind that, or releasing other other stuff? Uh, so I definitely have a bunch ready to go. Um, obviously, with what's going on right now, I'm trying to just figure out what is now the best course of action because. Obviously, it's no one's touring this year as it stands. Um, and that's usually how we back up these releases, right? So without that, it's like we kind of have to rethink our strategies now and just see if it's still worth putting things out. And if so, like, how are we going to adapt to kind of fit into what's going on right now? So I'm not sure. I, I have a lot here ready to go. Um, it's just a matter of timing a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna put it out, you wanna hit the yeah, because well, you, you spent a lot of money, and a lot of time on yeah. on demand, so you don't want something as, as far as just t- bad timing to be the thing that you know 
doesn't get the attention on it, right? So, like, for instance, like, Centerfold, I've had that song now. I think I wrote it maybe about two years ago at this point, or about a year now. And I just, it was a matter of just waiting for the right time to put it out because I could have put it out when it was first done, but I don't think the timing was ready for it, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's, um, oh, yeah, Corona <laughs> connected by the time. <laughs> Corona got everybody kind of kind everyone. Of, everyone yeah. shocked, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah particularly for artists who need, you know, who want well, to go on the road and support their projects. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I had a lot booked this year, and honestly, within the weekend, it all got canceled. So it's it's a lot to deal with, but I mean, obviously, our health is more important than oh, no question. These tours. So, and at the end of the day, as long as we can get through this, we can do our tours later. Yeah, we'll be exactly. fine. You know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, well, um, yeah, good luck with that, man. I hope. Thank uh, you. <laughs> hope you hit the road soon. I mean, at, at the very least, it, it might inspire some more more writing. So, yeah, you know, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's get back to your um, your first. You said you cut a music, an album when you were like 19. Oh yeah. Um, what was that? Well, let me ask you this: Are you a independent artist? Yeah, I've been independent the whole time, yes. So it's a lot of writing grants when you have the time to write grants and hoping you get money um, and just a lot of sacrifice. Like, I don't really do much else than just work to make money to do music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, let's get back to that, your first album when you were 19. Oh. Um, yeah. Did you self-publish that or... Yeah, it was the first album was self-released. It was called uh, "Almost a Star." <laughs> um, I think I wrote it and recorded it between like the ages of, I think it was like fourteen to probably eighteen. So I was like young. Uh, the topics were about the same. I don't know who I thought I was or what I was going through, but somehow I thought I was still falling in love and all this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was def- it was at that time I was definitely pushed more into doing a more straight up R and B thing because that's just what a young black man does, right? So at the time I was definitely into a lot of different genres still, but the people I was working with, that's kinda where they put me and it was what it was, it was fine. But I think that's also part of why I had to take a break because even though I, I was the one who wrote the songs and I recorded it and I approved it all it wasn't really me fully so i think it was important for me to just just take a step back reevaluate and make sure that i was doing what i wanted to do okay yeah now uh you mentioned that your parents um are in the music business have Mm -hmm. they helped you with writing or did you go to them for advice on um Um, back then yeah like back then it was no, they didn't really help me write at the time, but it was a lot of like, oh, look what I wrote, you know? And like, what do you guys think kind of thing? Whereas now it's like, oh, this is out now. You can listen to it. <laughs> um, yeah, but as, as children, like we're always kind of seeking that approval from our parents, right? So it's that's why I say again, it's like, it wasn't until after I moved out and like lived my own life that I feel like I really got into music because it was a lot of like, just trying to, like please them kind of thing. So Right. And um I guess when you're on your own you get, you know, more life experiences too. So a lot yeah, of, exactly. to write about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So um, we already covered that you're going to, well, touring is out of the question, probably for the foreseeable future. Tour is, um, is canceled, yes. Yeah. What are you going to be, you say you're going to do some more writing. Um, yeah. I Like, in my heart of parts, I think I will still probably release at least another song or two. I might wait until things kind of calm down to see if I do, like, a full project or not. Um, but I have enough here ready to go that it may be worth putting it out just because I... Like I was ready to go this year and like I had all my stuff ready to go. And I think with how well Centerfold is doing, people are gonna wanna hear more. So I don't wanna, you know, leave you all hanging and just be like, oh, here's the one song and you know, right. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna work it out with everyone and just see what, get some advice and see what makes the most sense to you. But, okay, and I'm assuming you're getting a lot of airplay up in Toronto. It's, it's doing well, I'm, I'm yeah. not mad, I'm not mad. <laughs> so Tafari, um, you know, we covered um, the uh, motivation or the inspiration behind Centerfold. Um, what do you hope uh, people get out of you? Uh, honestly, like, I hope that people just get that feeling of, you know, maybe listening to a friend or getting advice from a friend uh, when they hear my stuff. I, I'm, I'm hoping that the honesty in it shows like kind of my personality and like how I roll. I try my best to be very upfront with people. Uh, it's not always received well, but you know, I feel like being honest and being open is a big thing. And I think it can kind of save us from a lot of crap and heartache. So when people listen to music, I hope that they kind of get that vibe and, you know, kind of feel the humor, feel like they can very much relate to what I'm saying and that it helps them in whatever situation they're going through. Um, so what else you want to, well, let me ask you, how can people, um, where can people purchase your music? Uh, yeah, so everything is on Apple Music, iTunes, Bandcamp, all that stuff. Uh, if you just search Tafari Anthony, that's T-A-F as in Frank, A-R-I, you will see my face. There's not many of us Tafari's around. Um, yeah, and then, you know, you'll see my socials. Sometimes I do some funny things in there. Sometimes it's not so funny. But, you know, yeah, I'm around. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, give me a song that we can uh, we can end the show with. Um, a song to end the show with. Okay. Uh, I think I'll give you one that's called No Better. So this is from my first EP. And uh, this one definitely will give you more of a vibe of what I was doing before. It's got more of a rock feel to it, but it's still groovy. I still think it's, it's got some pop elements and obviously the voice is just soul, so I can't really escape that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, this is like my quote unquote hit from Canada. So. Tafari, again, tell people where they can, uh, where they can reach out to you and listen to your music or find your music. Yeah. So if you just search Tafari, T-A-F-A-R-I, Anthony, uh, all my socials are at Tafari Anthony and yeah, you'll, you'll find me and what I'm doing and what's coming up next. Okay, great. All right, for, for Tari, Tafari, excuse me, Tafari. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast today. I really appreciate it. Nice talking to you. All right, man, and uh, keep in touch. And good luck with everything. And hopefully um, you can get back on the road and start promoting it. Promoting your here's hoping, here's hoping. There you go. Tafari, <laughs> thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, man. All right. That's the far eye on the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast, and we'll be right back. Calling all lovers of soul music. The time to make soul music relevant again is now. 
You've been listening to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast with Todd Woodson. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our newsletter at bringbacksoulmusic.com. That's our show for today. I'd like to thank my special guest, Mr. Far Eye Anthony. You can find out more about the Far Eye on his website. You can also find out more on our website at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Don't forget, you can listen to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at comments at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Taking us home this evening is The Far Eye and another song called No Better. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Todd Woodson. See you next week.